What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 233 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Hello again. And Shelly Nolan. Hello. This week, we're geeking out about next-gen prices, the movie Dune, and my favorite show, not the show's, the podcast's favorite show, but my favorite show, being canceled. I'm so sad. Yeah, specifically Cody. <laughs> yes. LJ, I don't care. <laughs> Nobody else cares. Uh, <laughs> I think the problem is special. everybody did at one point. Yeah. But we'll talk about that. There's, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, first special shout out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace. Specifically, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayband, Peter Tello, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, Caleb Barlow, and Robert Hudson, and Catherine Van Gogh. Try to get that all in one breath. It's very yeah, nice. Well. Not easy to do. <laughs> thank Good you job. all for giving. And thank you, everyone else, who gave to... The pledge drive. It was awesome. Yeah. I I, I kind of have to bring it up here. I'm, we're, we're keeping things a little quiet for now. Um, but the website, the new website design is live. Uh, we're going to go big soon. Uh, we want to make sure that there's no hiccups. Usually when you have a new website design, there's going to be uh, little things, little tweaks here and there. Um, mm. So... We're not. We're gonna go big on the marketing of it, and let everybody know we can uh, soon. Yeah. Uh, probably this weekend, I think. Uh, yeah. For now. There, there's other little okay. things that they're tweaking, like as certain things that are working on this on this one that didn't work before. Like certain things just didn't like translate quite well. So it's like you said, it's a lot of those little things we're tweaking and to uh, make it look really nice. So. Right. Perfect <laughs> example, like the Bible studies. Uh, if you were going on our staging site that we had and you tried to download a, uh, one of the studies, it would say that it was in, an unsecure link, which is not a good thing uh, for people to be clicking on. Uh, and so we didn't know if that was something that was going to be, um, because it was on the staging site, which wasn't a, you know an SSL, uh, for people who know what that means. Um, whereas now that it's on our main thing, um, they can do that. Same thing with, I think it was featured videos uh, weren't working very well. On yes. the other site, and so they're having to do that after the fact, um, just because of the ways the staging site was worked. So little, little tiny things. By the time you're hearing this, it you can at least get an idea of what the design looks like. So geeksundergrace.com. Um, we hit the goal. We reached $2,000, um, which is what our budget is for the actual uh, website. And yep. like I said, it's live. There's still some more things we're working on in the next couple of months. Um, Derek, he's kind of spearheading this project Derek thompson and so he uh, he's got a list of things that he wants to get done before the end of the year and some of it's pretty cool um, mm-hmm. such as dark mode yeah i know a lot of people love that yeah all right <laughs> i love dark mode most people do i, I don't it depends know. on the site for me yeah like facebook i, I don't like it. dark mode on facebook I'm someone, it drives my wife nuts. This is such a tangent. Um, <laughs> but I have my phone, like middle of the night, she's trying to sleep, and my brightness is all the way on to where it's like giving me warnings <laughs> that it's going to kill the battery. I don't want, that's what I need. I need the sun in face? my face. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man. That's, that's how I roll. <laughs> all right. We'll get into uh, games we've been playing. We all played 
Well, me and Elzer, we played quite a few games during the, the Puds Drive. I played more since then, too. Two weeks is a long time for me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We missed you guys. Yeah. Um, last week, oh, I'll bring that up really quick. Uh-huh. Last week, it was a holiday, and uh, so we was kind of the excuse for not having the podcast. Uh, but for me personally, it was because I got to meet Dallas and Celeste of Geek Devotions. Yeah, that's awesome. They came up and they visited about an that's hour away from cool. us. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, we had dinner, and then the next day, they actually had to drive through my town. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, oh. So we went to the park and just kind of hung out and talked. And uh, Dallas and Celeste are awesome people. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of the Bible studies for Geeks Under Grace. Uh, they also do Geek Devotions like every week. So um, check them out. Yeah, I think we all had things, you know, that we did with family and friends as well, too. So it was just, like, especially after the pledge drive that week, you know, we were recovering. And then that week, I don't think we've taken that long of a break in a while. So all in all, we missed we missed uh, doing this, but I think uh, we're all glad to be back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Feel rejuvenized. Like yes. I had an energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What, what games have you been playing, LJ? Uh, so I have been playing Avengers, which is uh, a lo- very controversial for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of big AAA games of service stuff in there, um, but I'm liking it. Like um, I've done the campaign, so there's like an eight to ten hour campaign you can do, which is pretty good. Um, but my advice was, if you're just going to do that, it's not worth the sixty dollars to me. Um, okay. But like I've kept going with the servicey stuff and progressing these character passes playing with my brother doing dailies and stuff like stuff that you would do when you play like destiny or like an mmo or something and it, it's been fun like i it's one of those things but where you it's call like it a pack so are you paying for each one of these experiences um, no so what happens is well actually that's where it also gets iffy is uh all the six original character starting characters have character mm-hmm. like uh they call them they're not battle passes. They have, they have their own particular name for them. They're like uh, challenge passes or something. And so the idea is that they're all individual battle passes, but you have those already for each of the six characters. But the thing that's also a little bit interesting is that, so they announced that uh, all the post-launch characters are going to be free. But if you want to do a character pass for a particular character, you have to pay the $10 for that. Okay. Uh, which to me that's okay because it's like I think the next character is like Kate Bishop or Hawkeye and I'm like I personally don't care about Kate Bishop or Hawkeye so I don't need to spend the $10 on that um, so to me that's that's where I justify it but again there's a lot of microtransaction stuff you can do um, I've picked up cosmetics a lot by completing missions and getting blueprints every now and then so it's not like cosmetics are only locked to earning credits or completing that pass so i mean some of them are but i mean i've over i've enjoyed my time like even if i play like a couple days out of the week it's not some game i'm going to like sit there and pour every day into but it's one of those things it's kind of like like destiny you know or something every now and then i'll pop in and check it out and i think they haven't announced the post content but i mean it's fun so that's my take on it cool yeah, and uh, real quick, the other one I've been playing um, because uh, they hooked us up with a Founders pack is a battle royale called Spellbreak, and oh yeah, it's really fun. I like it. It kind of has what like a, it? it's a 
it's kind of like a battle mage theme. So you choose a starting uh, magic gauntlet. So like my favorite is like the stone one. I forget what it's called. Um, but then you can pick up the other ones and put them on the other hand as you go through a match. And so I'd, I'd honestly say like visually it looks kind of like Dragon Prince. But everybody's comparing it to Avatar because the element stuff. But it's really like very like battle mage like theme oriented. You're picking up relics and amulets and it's really fun. I, I like it. Uh, it kind of put me on a little battle royale kick for a while. Uh, I got two wins on launch day. And I haven't had any since, but I've gotten very close. <laughs> uh, it's cool. fun. It's free to play. I recommend looking into it. Uh, and it's work. It runs good on every platform. I've played it on just about everything I've had, so uh, it's good. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm. What about you, Shelly? Uh, yeah, I played some. I played some games. I'm a gamer. Anyway, <laughs> um, from least want to talk about to most want to talk about. Um, Let's see, I, well, I'm still very slowly, it's like, just a game I kind of pick up and keep playing it in between games. Um, I started Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, and of the nice. Night trilogy. Um, and I'm liking it more than the first one already. Like, I liked the first one, but the second one I'm just enjoying a lot. The first one was kind of bare, it was kind of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's interesting because it's like, you know, I never played the originals, and I bought this kind of as one game but i have to remind myself Mm -hmm. no these are three different games there's different things you could do with games and even though the mechanics are sort of similar like mechanics are generally the same Mm -hmm. um but like you can swim in this one you can climb you can do the little little hover mechanic and there's like characters that you actually care about whereas in the first game it's like you save dragons and they're just like thanks spyro it's a -a collect-a-thon Yeah, yeah. I I do like the dragons in in that though. They all have little personalities and stuff. That's true. That's true. I just wish we got to talk to them more, more see them interact more. Um, Second game I played a little bit of is Kirby Golf. Uh, Oh yeah, system it came out on, but it's on. I mean, you can play it on Switch Online. Super Nintendo, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. I did not realize it was a game that existed, and my friends and I were hanging out, and they're just like, hey, we've been playing Kirby Golf. Well, I'm playing <laughs> Kirby Golf, and so I played with Daniel. And it has a lot more strategy than I thought. There's a lot of strategy that goes in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, dang. I highly it's... recommend you all play Kirby Superstar on there. That is the best Kirby game. That's... It's, it's multiple games in one, but it's amazing. I had uh, okay. Kirby Superstar Ultra on the DS. Yes, that's, that's where I first played it, and it was amazing. And the SNES one is just as good. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Kirby since the Nintendo 64. It's been a while. Kirby's good. Well, I haven't played any of the new Kirby games. I've only really played, like... The older from, ones are great. Like, my sort of my golden age of Kirby was uh, Game Boy, so Kirby the Amazing Mirror... And, um, yeah, Kirby Superstar Ultra, Kirby, and the... Oh, man. I don't even remember which one it was called, but he got his dessert stolen, and so he has to go chase it, and that, there's, like, the mice thieves. That's a fun <laughs> one. Anyway. The ones where it's, like, kind of goes to 3D, like, I'm not as keen on, but... Right. Um, that's besides the point. Kirby spinoffs <laughs> are great, though, apparently. I also like Kirby Air, Li- Air Ride. Kirby Air Ride is amazing. But besides that, I played a little bit of those games. I beat Persona 5 Royal. 
That's what really Yay, matters to that's me. awesome. I beat it. My total hours, I think, was like 137 or something. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's and awesome. like it sounds like a lot. And it kind of is given I only really played it for like a couple months. Like <laughs> I kind of grinded <laughs> that game out. Um, but it's so fun. It's absolutely Unless I really got another new game this year that I really thought was better, which I just highly doubt. I think it's my 2020 game of the year. Nice. Um, and honestly, probably one of my favorite games ever <laughs> at this point. It's That's just awesome. so good. And mm -hmm. um, I'm really grateful I got the Royal Edition. All the extra content was really cool. Added an extra um, 37 hours. Exactly. <laughs> I was... I, like, basically beat the game, the original vanilla game, like, where it ends there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to beat the rest of this game same day. And then I'm like, wait, no, I can't do that. It's an entire <laughs> palace oh. plus some. Um, but I, like, tried to grind through it really fast because I just wanted to beat the game at that point. <laughs> but, um, no, that game's amazing. If you're if you're interested in Persona, I, I would splurge and get Royal. It's just... There's so many things that are better about it than the first original one. And I never played the original one, but my friends did. And they would say like, oh yeah, these things that are in Royal are not in the original. And I'm like, dang, that sucks. It was amazing in Royal. Like you get more options, <laughs> you get more characters, you get, it's just, it's just better. What's mind blowing really is that regular Persona 5 was really good too. Like that's exactly. one of the original, like, this is one of the only like JRPG franchises I really like. Like, like personally, that, yeah, that is the thing. Persona Five is still an amazing game, mm -hmm. and so royal that it, it really is like just the definitive version of the game. It's yeah. just like the best version of the game you're gonna play, and so I highly recommend it. But yeah, it is a time sink, and I do plan on playing New Game Plus sometime in the future. <laughs> Not in the near future though, just because uh, I want to spend time on other games, but. <laughs> I know for a lot of people who love uh, Persona 5 um, and Persona 5 Royal, New Game Plus is where the game really shines for them. So, Because oh. you... Basically, I, like, I got all my max stats and stuff. Like, a lot of people, you, you spend so much time on your first playthrough just getting those. And if that's out of the way, then you could do so much more other stuff. And, you know, I didn't get to max rank everyone, and, and I wanted to. And anyway... Mm. <laughs> amazing game and i'll talk kind of more about it later but that's all the games i played cool cool yeah so during the pledge drive i started final fantasy 7 remake like it? and uh yeah it's a good game i understand i saw that like a lot of people arguments as i was i was just kind of read to look at what other people thought were uh that there's a lot of filler um and i get that because towards the end there you're going through the tower and it ends up being like three or four chapters in that tower. Um, I don't want to get, you know, too deep into what, like, how the ending goes. Um, and it's just like, okay, get <laughs> it. <laughs> like, just let me through. Um, but I really enjoyed the story. My wife played the original, and so that was super helpful for me because I, I haven't played it. Um, I got past where I had played the original, and that felt really good because for whatever cool. in my mind um it like sparked i was like that's where i was and so I was that's cool like, past yeah because i kind of remembered but not really i knew it was past yeah. um cloud getting in the dress oh yeah, um, yeah. we'll oh. mark it yeah yeah because that was burning to me and so i was like it's a little bit past that and then um, now you see it in high it. definition <laughs> yeah it was so weird to see the surroundings and i was like 
I know where I am. <laughs> I was like, That's I never cool. this. That's very cool. Yeah, just, that was really fun. Um, I like the way the story goes. Uh, like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away because it's it's really cool, especially for those who played the original Final Fantasy VII. Um, but if you didn't, you're like, oh, I don't really want to play that story through again. Uh, I would suggest still playing this because uh, it deviates in a fun way. Um, mm. As far as the way the Tia was explaining to me, there are characters. Uh, I guess you could say they're characters in the game that aren't in the original. Uh, mm. And they're not just there to be there. They have a purpose. Um, and that was really kind of cool. She, my wife was super excited about uh, just how how they played their role. Uh, but yeah, the game might be a little bit different, more different, and deviate from the, main, the original story than you thought. There are purists who definitely don't like it. But for me... It's a really good JRPG for people who don't like JRPGs, and I really like it. I haven't finished it yet, but yeah, I do. I do get it. That might be my next big game. I wonder. Yeah. If you go from one JRPG to the next JRPG. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, and those... I loved the gameplay. I loved mm-hmm. how it was turn-based, still, even though it was an action. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it has this bar that loads, and then that's an action. For the you. ATB uh, active time battle stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that is really really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one thing that I hate. I hate so much is that um, so you have these ATB gauge we're talking about and that loads up and then you can mm-hmm. do like a magical attack or use a potion or whatever um, and so me because I'm terrible uh, usually that magic ATB is used for healing um, but if you are knocked down like if you're hit in the slightest way while you're trying to do a magical attack mm-hmm. and not only misses which I understand that it happened in like the old RPGs bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your ATB gauge is gone, which I can maybe be okay with that. But your MP gauge, which is you know how many magical points you have uh, to use those abilities, that also depletes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't do the magical attack, so why is my MP gone? Like, I get you know making it like fail or whatever, <laughs> but at least keep let me keep my points. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the one frustrating thing. Um, I kind of want to play through a little bit more because I've unlocked the hard mode. But I don't know if I'm capable <laughs> of playing in hard mode. Uh, I got through the first chapter until that very last boss. And I haven't messed with it too much. I need to kind of look at my um, abilities and kind of... You can tweak things. And you have these things called materia, um, which are game changers uh, as far as the way that you play a character against others. Mm-hmm. So I haven't tweaked that yet. I might be able to beat him if I, I play with that a little bit. But... Uh, I'm absolutely getting squashed by the boss battle in the first chapter. <laughs> so we'll see. You can't use items in hard mode. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think that and the fact that I'm probably not leveled up as much as I should be for hard mode. Um, oh. The kind of limiters. Because I played a lot. I played most of the game without doing the side quests. I do the side quests, people. Um, and then I realized that the side quests were actually having an impact on the gameplay or the story. Uh, so I started doing the side quests later on. But super, super fun. Um, the dress thing, I know they made it a huge deal. Um, the mini game that goes with getting into the dress sounds real silly. Uh, probably my favorite part of the game. <laughs> it's like definitely just one of those button masher match up the things of the rhythm, buttons to the rhythm mini game from like old PS2 era. Uh, but they do so to a dance and it, it's super colorful and pretty. That's cool. So, super fun to watch. 
That's awesome. I don't know. That's the game. <laughs> I recommend it. I think it was amazing. Um, it makes me want to play Final Fantasy 15 again, uh, which I know not a lot of people liked. But what's so funny is that um, one of my best friends he uh, played Final Fantasy 7 remake and you know loved mm-hmm. it, loved it, and recently he's been replaying Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> for like yeah. that same reason. He's like. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah, that action like combat, I, I enjoy. I'm like, hmm. I will say it is super linear. Uh, and then it kind of opens up a little bit in a really weird way. Which um, could, I mean, kind of makes more sense than promising something that's open world and then completely shutting off your options. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the original game was very linear too, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's fine. I imagine Not every the game second needs game to be is... open world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I imagine the second game will be open world in the same way that Final Fantasy XV was, uh, which was like mm. this weird, not really open world, but it was like really large, wide corridors uh, yes. that were all linked together. They did it a really strange way. Uh, and the way that Tia has been explaining uh, the rest of Final Fantasy VII to me, uh, I would assume that it will it'll open up in that way for the next mm-hmm. game. And I'm glad they didn't try to mesh both of them into the same game because that would be really annoying for it to be linear for most of the game and then yeah. open up which is final fantasy 15's issue is that that game is super open and then all of a sudden locks you into corridors yep uh for like two or three chapters and you're like this isn't the <laughs> game i was playing but yeah we can move on i cool. recommend it Alrighty, uh, for gaming news, uh, there's a lot going on, but I picked the biggest ones. And the first one is that uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars comes out on Friday, which is exciting. I'm so hyped. Yeah, and this oh is uh, Mario 64 yeah. and Sunshine and the first Mario Galaxy, and it's awesome. People are upset that it's still $60. So many that, people are upset! That that like, they haven't up that they haven't, like, some people are like, oh, I want a graphical update of Mario 64. Well, it's like, this is a collection, and you don't need, like, a... Its problem is, is that they have all those Unreal versions out now, and all these, like, mm-hmm. HD mods for it. But Nintendo has to do the same thing. Yeah, so it's like, I, I think they're gonna be just as good the way they are. Like, I'm excited to play Sunshine, because I've vaguely played sunshine back in the day but i don't remember like any of it and so that's exciting i never played galaxy um 64 was my jam though yeah i just i've been begging for sunshine on switch yeah since day one <laughs> yeah and it's happening i do wish it was a remake but i'm excited it is cool. yeah they're still gonna be i'm just... worried about the limited time thing i yeah that's a little suspicious it's i need to buy weird. it as soon as you can well, so I think it's until March, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's time. So here's my thing about this, is that if you don't buy it by March, you don't want it that bad anyway. Even though yeah, it's not necessarily even, true. Even though, you don't get, like, even though you don't get no sale, like, eventually... I think people are predicting that they're going to just sell them separately on the eShop or something oh, after that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or Probably for maybe. $60 each. No. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty. But... I could see forty for real. Thirty dollars a game. So it's a thirty dollar deal. Oof. Yeah, yeah that, would, that would make I'm, people I'm upset. But I think twenty dollars a game. I think to me, like in the grand scheme of things, is fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm think... still annoyed, and this goes way back. But Super mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. The Mushroom Kingdom is opened up in that game. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah. But I really wish that every level of Super Mario 64 was, was available in that game. That would be because cool. that would have been the most mind-blowing thing to have beaten <laughs> that game and then been given Super Mario 64 as a gift. That would be cool. With Mario Odyssey Crazy. mechanics, it would have been amazing. Odyssey yeah. actually would have been good. Well, wait. <laughs> I didn't like Odyssey that much. But I'm, that's what I, I, I agree. <laughs> it I'm excited for Sunshine, though. Yeah. yeah. I never I played Galaxy. I heard Galaxy 2 is really good, but... Yeah. I it's just... It's it. crazy. I like, I was following the Nintendo subreddit, um, like, day of, day after it got announced, and so much salt. I think, I think it's just sort of a really good window into um, what happens when leaks are so accurate and you follow leaks. Because the thing is... One of the things I was reading in the comments so much, like, people were complaining about No Galaxy 2, people were complaining that it's not a remake, people were complaining about the limited um, thing, right? People were complaining that it was $60. Mm-hmm. But people weren't, like, hyped about it because leakers, like, it was said this was going to happen a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, a long time ago. And... People legit say, they straight up said, oh man, like, I was excited for this, but now I'm not because I knew it was, it was coming. And I all of a sudden it turns into these people knew what was happening because the leaks only said it was going to be, you know, these games didn't say it was going to be remakes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, didn't say anything like that. And yeah. it, it literally said what it was and people were like, you know, excited back then, but then they, like, got their hopes up way too high. They're like, oh, but it's gotta be a remake. It's gotta be this. It's gotta be this. It's gotta be this. Mm-hmm. And and they just... They wrecked themselves. Yes. And I think it's just Check really... Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I think it's a really interesting <laughs> um, showcase of what leaks... The power that leaks have. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Because then, if you... It's really sort of in juxtaposition with... Um, uh, the Hyrule, Hyrule Warrior, Warrior skin that's going to come out. Age oh, yes! That came awesome. out of nowhere. No one expected it. There were no leaks. It was completely out of the ordinary. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are really excited about it because they had no idea it was coming. They're just like, oh my gosh, like, we didn't even ask for this. And it seems cool. Like, no <laughs> one's thinking about the flaws behind it. No one's thinking about the price. No one's thinking about anything. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think... Well, geez, if you didn't see this Mario 3D, like, collection coming, maybe you would also be excited about it. Maybe yeah. it's your own fault that you're so salty about it. Like, anyway, that's my critique. Before we but, continue to another awesome leak, I forgot to mention that I beat Super Mario Brothers for the first time yesterday on oh, the All-Stars collection. I was super hyped because yeah. I'm like, I've never beaten an original Super Mario's game, so... That's so for the mazes, did you like the maze castles? Did you look them up or did you just I trial and error and rewind over and over? Well, I looked up the first one, and okay. then later on, whenever I realized, oh, that's what they're doing, I kind of picked up on it. Um, mm-hmm. So like, even though I did use save states and stuff like that, so even though right. I used the assist, that game is still hard. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. Um, I think even the All Stars one probably has some leeway and certain. It's probably a little bit easier than, like, the original one is, I'm guessing. Just because, like, the updated graphics and, like, 
bot like not hit boxes because that's like fighting games, but like the hit detection and the way you land and stuff. Like there's certain things that the that All Stars remake does that I'm sure the original doesn't. But yeah, it was still fun. And yesterday was uh, the 35th anniversary officially, so that was exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, another. So when Shelly was talking about leaks. Uh, it was a good segue into Xbox and uh, the Series S and the X, because this is the first time leaks have had to actually force somebody's hand to reveal something. And on like it was like late, it was like early morning or late night Labor Day. I forget. It was like super in the AM, and Windows Central reported uh, that the prices of the Xbox. Uh, series s and the series x and all the details about it and so when everybody got up in the morning xbox said well here's the tweet you know like and they even did that meme with like the monkey going like what like (laughs) it was great and so now we have prices for the series s and the series x which the series s is 2.99 yes which uh that one is not full 4k it does 1440p with upscale 4k but it does everything else, such as like the SD the SD uh, storage and things like that, and it also has no disk drives. So that is easily the Game Pass machine right there. Yeah. More affordable. People are very excited about it. Yeah. I mean, they have the like you can pay as you go kind of plan too. Oh that's yes. Huge. Yeah. So that's more of a they are gonna credit check you when you do that uh, for the all right. access program. Um, so not everybody's going to be able to get into that, but yeah, I think 25 a month for the Xbox, I think games of gold and game pass and, uh, it's 35 for the series X. So that's an affordable way for people to jump into either of those. And the series X, if I hadn't said it yet, is officially four ninety nine. We'll see if PlayStation holds up. Yeah. So that's the other thing is, uh, I'm sure when people listen to this, they might have already heard that, uh, well, let's see, when I edit this, it probably won't be till afternoon. So, Sony, uh, by the time you're listening to this, will have had their presentation, and they haven't said, but it's kind of obvious that they're going to have to announce the price of their stuff, too. Right. And so the question is, is Sony going to be dumb again and say 600 or are they <laughs> going to... Or are they going to do five? Which my theory is that they'll go five hundred for their regular, and then they'll go four hundred for the discless one. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I'd be fine with that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a little annoying for it to be a hundred dollars cheaper or a hundred dollars more. I'm getting the disc version, but at the same time, it really is like a big feature. You can watch movies and crap on it. So yeah, like for me, I'm going to get the disc drive one because I have a collection of Blu-rays. Yeah. And things that I could watch. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like which one I'm going to get, it's going to be the PS5 out of the uh, out of, between the Xbox because I still have a One X that's probably going to be not quite as good as that Series S thing, but it's that ecosystem is already going to be there for me to play the new stuff on with my Xbox One X anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's confusing because you got Xbox One X and S and then Series X and S. It's all over the place. So parents... Uh, the new one is the Series S and the Series X. <laughs> it's so confusing. Um, it's going to be weird. I can't imagine the PlayStation will have one that's as cheap as the... Is it, it's two ninety nine, right? 
Yes, two ninety nine. I think even Phil Spencer said a couple months ago that uh, he uh, that the prices were definitely going to be competitive, and it, it's, it was. Did you guys see the uh, screenshot where he had one hidden in the background of his like office or whatever? No. It it was in a presentation from like a couple months ago. And it was like on its side. It was like a white little white box, and uh, it was pointed out that that was the Series S. And he said it wasn't the first time he's done that, like hidden it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are easily the biggest things we've had. Other stuff like the Ubisoft Forward and stuff like that, but uh, not nearly as big news that was fun to discuss, such as these. So we'll be discussing PS Five next week. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're getting into movies. Yeah, let's. I think go. the first one. LJ, me and you can talk about a little bit about Mulan. Um. So at first I liked it, but then after like all the stuff started coming out about it, and the more like I've been reading about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is really not <laughs> very good. I mean, like media is so cynical. Yeah, but, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was fun, but at the same time, like, I think what I liked most about it is that it wasn't Lion King. It wasn't literally a shot-for-shot thing. Like, they did different things, and I thought that was cool. I still wanted Mushu. I was sad. No Mushu. (laughs) Uh, But I I don't think it was that bad of a a movie. I know that some people thought that the the, uh, fighting was a little cheesy, and I could understand that. It's supposed to be. It's a wushu we watched it, and my inspired. Wife was like, it's martial arts, like, old school. Yeah. She's like, that's so lame and Crouching old. Tiger, and Hidden Dragon. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. I was, I love the, mar- like, the old uh, martial arts stuff. I liked it. It was, cool. a, it was a fun watch, um, I think. But it was just, I think after reading so much about it, I'm like, it's technically not a good movie, but that doesn't mean it wasn't, it wasn't a fun watch for me, so. Yeah. I do understand that I would probably have been... Um, a little, like, I probably wouldn't have been very excited about it if I would have watched it in theaters. I would have been like, that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there wasn't, like, there wasn't any crazy CGI. Uh, there yeah. was a little bit, but, I mean, nothing that you, nothing that was insane. And there weren't um, special effects that were insane. And I guess for me, I know a lot of people give me flack about it, but, like, if I'm going to go some, see something in the theater, uh, I want to see big effects because that's mm-hmm. why I'm looking at a big screen and not watching at home. I can watch more serious stuff um, and more story-based mm. stuff at home. Uh, I think that's why, you know, Netflix movies and such do so well is because they're not worried about the facts. They have to worry about the story. Yeah. Um, and so I probably would have been a little frustrated if I would have gone and paid money for it um, and seen that movie and been like, okay, well, I didn't get CGI Mushu, so mm. I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I think it was, it was that fun. bad, though. Yeah. Those the shower fun. thing is funny and unrealistic. I'm just not going to watch it. <laughs> In the, uh, i've seen the enough reviews it yeah. looks bad i know i wouldn't like it i i the fact that they gave her like i don't think it's spoilery they gave her chi powers i'm like are you serious well not That's, really. that, oh, yeah. that completely omits the entire purpose of the first movie and i'm like okay yeah, cool. so- you're just completely disregarding everything that mulan was i'm like that's fine so there's this thing like i don't i wouldn't say that she necessarily has powers but they're like you have this gift kind of a thing you know like yeah which the entire first movie was like she worked so hard and had to work harder than everyone else to come out on top yeah and like that was that's a good point 
woman empowering moment. Whereas this movie looks like it's the opposite. And I'm like, well, she definitely bye. has powers. Like she fights. <laughs> you you see it in the I trailers. She fights a witch, and the witch is like, "You're one of us." Uh, so you don't see her do anything. Why is there a witch? Why is there a witch? <laughs> yeah. They don't call her a witch, but she literally is. Uh, Gosh. A, see, like, that's the thing. Bird. It's like the so... trailers. They're like, we're gonna go for a more realistic approach, and I'm like, okay, that's actually a cool concept. I can get down with that. Yeah. And then they throw this crap in there. It's like. You might as well. Have I probably would have been happier with that. Like, if you you're not going to well. give me Mushu, give me a grounded, realistic telling. Yeah, um, I mean, that's definitely not what this was. Yeah, it just, just looks bad. I'm never going to. And watch so, it. even like the witch thing, I thought it was interesting because there's like a scene towards the end where it's just like so, like everything it builds up to felt kind of wasted to me. I'm not going to say what the scene is because it'd be spoiler, but I'm just like, okay, that's it. That's how we're doing this. All right, like fine, everything's just okay then. You know, like, I mean, I get it, but um, yeah, the witch thing was a little weird, but. Like I said, it, it was a fun watch. The thing that I I kind of cringed at was uh, there was a whole stuff about how they had to thank, like, the Chinese government or something like that so they could film near, like, a camp. Oh, like, yeah, and that Which I'm like, oh, no-no. that's that's rough. That's a big no-no. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. So like, it makes me wonder... Uh-huh. People are boycotting for, I would say, pretty, pretty reasonable reasons. I yes. think those are reasonable mm-hmm. reasons. My problems with the movie, like... I'm not boycotting it because of moral reasons. I'm, I just don't want to watch it because it looks bad. But there's also issues with the creation of the movie that I agree are bad. Right. It makes me surprised that it. Yeah. Donnie Yen and Jet Li even signed on for it. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. to me, if like there was moral issues about it, I feel like they would be like, well, like yeah, we're not gonna be, we're not gonna sign on for that. So I, I don't know, but. Yeah, <laughs> there's money. They don't care about anyone anymore. And I feel like the thirty dollars may not have been that worth it for me, but too much. I would say, I mean, it, I would say it was worth the watch, like in a sense that, like, it's not necessarily like a great movie uh, that I'm going to tell people to spend the thirty dollars, but it was definitely worth a watch to see like what it was and things like that, um, and for the podcast and for content, so. It was, in a sense, the $30 was worth spending it in other areas. <laughs> so. Well, Jay, what else on. have you been watching? Oh, so the other thing I watched was crazy. So on HBO Max, they have this documentary called Class Action Park. And so it is about this old park from the 80s in New Jersey. Uh, I have a trailer for this. It is it's so wild because they so they get a bunch of employees like old employees to like talk about it and so they talk about how dangerous these slides are that these attractions are so there's this loop there's a slide with a loop kit they call like the cannonball and so like people would like hit their heads when they would go through like the loop and stuff and like get teeth knocked out and like they said you couldn't be too big or too small and so they would, they apparently they had a thing where people would get stuck in the loop. You could actually like lift like a door or like a lid up top, so you could actually pull people out of it if they got stuck. Um, wow. A lot of people got hurt and injured. Uh, somebody, well, there was a lot of apparently there was a few, there was a lot of deaths. Um, and apparently a lot of people like were hurt, even in something as small as like the wave pool. Like, even the wave pool was dangerous. Um, there. It was ran by this former Wall Street guy, and he was, like, a straight, like, 
like not necessarily like well yeah i guess he was just he was sketchy he was a he was kind of a crook because he would hire teenagers as like lifeguards and personnel when even these teenagers don't know what they're doing uh another story that one of them told uh was there was like speed there was like these like speedboat races that were supposed to be like you know the cars kind of that you'd mm-hmm. so apparently i guess somebody was driving on the one of the speedboats so fast that he landed up on a dock and he landed up on another boat when somebody was in it and it was like on top of the person's neck like it was like the propeller could have like chopped the person's head off and like wow. they they went over to like to help and the per- the guy they just hopped off and went on the back on the monorail like nothing happened like it was just very like it was like anarchy there like there was um first the first aid they talk about was they take they take you to the shed and spray this like put you in a circle and spray this orange stuff that like burns the heck out of you and it's just supposed to prevent like bleeding or whatever um yeah it's super sketchy uh it closed down i think in 95 or 96 after people just i think they people started to kind of really see like what it was and how dangerous it was and so people stopped going um yeah it's pretty wild i don't really know there's i think hbo max it's an it's an original so that's the only place you can watch it but i guarantee you there's there's youtube videos and and other stuff about this place and they call it class action park because somebody was talking about it on like jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel and so that's where the name of the documentary came up it is gnarly like it was like one of the first water parks to open up and so yeah that's pretty wild crazy yeah tiger king stuff yes yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of in, in a way like it's crazy like that so huh. not, not as like epi- it's not episode driven it's a whole movie so it's worth okay. a watch if you have hbo max cool mm-hmm. what about you shelly have you watched anything uh i haven't watched any movies i don't think i did watch some shows that i, that I can talk about cool. later I did watch one other movie. Uh, first of all, I got to go to a movie theater, and that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Weird. How was it? It was okay. It's pretty normal. Um, normal as things can be right now. I mean, we had to wear masks in. Yeah, of course. Um, once you sat down, you could take masks off. Um, one weird thing, uh, there was like uh, T and I, and then another family on the opposite side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. So definitely like super far away from each other as far as the seating goes. Uh, it was really nice because it was one of those recliner ones that was even better uh, we just kind of got lucky with that we didn't know that's what we were doing uh, Dallas and Celeste chose the theater um, and so we watched New Mutants and I don't recommend it <laughs> was it better than Mulan? no Ooh. that's <laughs> um, bad yeah I think that the, the premise is really cool, and I think that um, I actually would watch a sequel if a sequel came out. Ah, uh, one of those. Yeah, I think that <laughs> it's, it, they could do better, and I think they could do better with the cast they were giving. The cast wasn't bad at all. Uh, the characters were interesting enough. Uh, I think its biggest problem was that it wanted to be a horror movie, and I'm assuming that Disney meddled with it, um, and that's why it wasn't scary. But mm-hmm. it was like the cheesiest horror uh, tropes in the world. <laughs> like there's these CGI things with no face that come after people, and um, 
bunch of like the jump scares aren't really like jump scares it's them going into like memories and i don't want to give too much away there but that, and that's a pretty good way of putting it um and then everyone it's kind of like a dream into their their fear and most hmm. of them are scared about really not dumb stuff for them but dumb stuff <laughs> for us as viewers like they've got good reasons to be scared of them but you're like okay <laughs> huh um so i don't know it's it's weird um the CGI is is okay. Damn. There's a giant monster at some point, and the giant monster, like, they could have literally used, I think, real props instead of CGI in one spot, and they should have, huh. because it just looks like a TV movie sometimes. Mm. Um, just like, the, I don't know. I would wait till it comes out on Hulu or wherever it ends up. <laughs> I think it's supposed to come to Hulu at some point. Um, it's not scary. Don't worry about that. If you're worried that it's a horror movie, I would just kind of forget that it's a horror movie. Um, it's more of an action movie uh, that supernatural watch Stranger Things. Oh, okay. <laughs> that watched it. I don't even want to call it Stranger Things. Stranger Things has better elements than this thing. Uh, that's just too bad. That's just yeah. Took like three it's... years for that movie to come out, and now. Gosh darn it. Yeah. And that I'm movie sure I would open because... up theaters for again. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it a little later, but um, probably a good movie to have opened up theaters for because it's it's not going to do well, but it probably wouldn't have done well in the first place. So kind of a good buffer. That's true. Um, yeah, that's that's that movie. It's a thing. It is in the X-Men universe. Cool. So that's that's cool. I don't know what X-Men universe. Uh, there's just a few name drops. It's like watching Daredevil on Netflix. Oh. I don't even think know, X-Men knew what universe that it was in. in this world. It was probably Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. The world is cool. I think that, like I said, I would love to see them expand on it and uh, <laughs> i want to know i want a documentary on it is what i want because i want to know how much it was messed with in the last three years because the trailers were much scarier than the movie yeah i remember the trailers that looked so cool it looked yeah. so cool i would love to see what it was supposed to be but we can move on go ahead Jill. speaking of uh movies getting released to theaters after being delayed so many times that it's almost not worth it um, Tenet in theaters. So, Tenet yeah. was re- released in theaters after being delayed just a million and a half times, much to Christopher Nolan's disdain. He didn't want... He did not <laughs> want that to happen, and COVID said no. COVID said, I'm, I rule here. So, um, basically, it's just... It's not that, like, a very specific news piece. It's more just, like, it's... it's theaters are not very profitable right now and obviously maybe they're i mean maybe they're more profitable than they were when they were not open right they're not bankrupt but you know it seems like with tenant and you know new mutants as well um it's like oh we're gonna get people back from the theaters we're gonna we're gonna make money people are gonna love it but no one's really going back no one's really watching these movies um, I think didn't Tenet make like twenty or thirty million? Like that's still pretty low, for mm-hmm. but it's still in the millions. 
Yeah. I mean, for... It's just... I mean, think about if COVID wasn't a thing. Think about how many people would have wanted to go see that, like, opening weekend. Yeah. It would have. Like, no that would have been a big game. one. And, and now it's to the point where it's like, oh, that's right. Tenet. That, that's <laughs> oh, that's <a> out? <laughs> exactly. Like... It's just so unfortunate because it's not Christopher Nolan's fault. It's like it's no one's fault. Like in mm-hmm. these theaters, they're trying to give Tenet like the limelight, right? They're trying to provide the opportunity to to let people see this movie, and it's just it's just not happening. It's just not not mm-hmm. a good time for anyone. So basically, yeah. theaters are open, but uh, they're not popping, and <laughs> I'm not go- I'm not planning on going any anytime soon. So. Quick story, my uh, theater, the th- theater near my job, uh, the Grand Theaters, they've they've opened already. Uh, the theater by my house, the little small one, I think yeah. they said they were going to open soon, but I think I think a lot of the smaller theaters were waiting till like Labor Day to see what was going to happen with some of the bigger theaters that already opened up. So yeah. there's still a chance mine could open, um, but I it would kind of suck if like theaters are actually in danger of this. So. Yeah, it's just right. it's just so crazy because it's like movies that were supposed to come out so long ago mm-hmm. are just now coming out, and there's just in the future probably not going to be a lot coming out either because um, sort of a next news piece that's sort of related. Um, Sony has pretty much claimed that they're not going to be releasing any of their major movies in theaters until things are quote unquote normal, Oof. which of course. That's vague yeah. and confusing, and we have no idea when that'll happen. And also, what is even, normal anymore? Honestly, that's the big question, right? Because even when a vaccine's out, even when people actually can get vaccinated, which we can't, we don't have a promise about. We don't have a promise that that's even going to happen, which is the scariest part. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the world's going to look that like. Includes Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just sad. It's. It's kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, I really can't blame them. I mean, they, they're they looking at movies like Ted. They're looking at theaters now and saying, it's not worth it. It's not worth trying to make this crazy cool movie and putting it in theaters um, at this time. So they're just going to wait it out. Right. And I mean, Sony's pretty rich. They can, they can afford it. Um, and honestly, I would rather they wait on, you know, Into the Spider-Verse 2 so a proper number of people can actually experience it um because again there's just lots of people who even if they if even if there is like a movie they want to see in theater come out and if covid's still a thing then they're just they're not going to go like all like especially immunocompromised folks like they're Mm -hmm. not going to risk their life to watch a movie it's like i don't blame you for not doing that so (laughs) um yeah movies are it's still a weird time but here's something that's exciting, uh, because it's going to come out way in the future. <laughs> Dune! We got a yes! for yeah. Dune. We've been talking about Dune, the movie, on this podcast for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing little pictures of people dressed up and uh, kind of getting little bits of news here and there. We got an official trailer. We got it. And it looks great. Looks crazy. I've never read Dune, so I like I can't like compare it to Dune. But I tried for a little bit, but it was kind of slowish, and I was also reading Stormlight Archive, or I was also listening to Stormlight Archives at the time. So I'm like, that's... I'm gonna finish this other thing and go back to that later. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. 
I need to watch the original movie because it's on HBO Max right now. So maybe if I at least watch the original movie, I'll get an idea of what it's going to be like. Get a better idea. Mm-hmm. Um, even just from like comments I've seen, because like I, I watched it and I was like, "Well, this looks interesting." Don't yeah. really know what it's about, but sure, it looks cool. Um, all the comments are just like, "Yeah, people who haven't read the book have no idea what's going to happen. Have no idea what they're looking at." And I'm like, "Okay, so it's one of those movies." Not that that's I a bad thing. Of, but... I kind of understand some things from like what I have read of the book. Mm-hmm. So it's like I know some of the characters and I. I recognized a scene or two, so I have a pretty yeah. good idea of who's who and what's what. So that's kind of like, at least I feel like I had a baseline knowledge, but it still really wasn't enough knowledge, I think. Yeah, there's like folks being like, oh, why are they focusing so much on Zendaya? And, oh my gosh, they showed the worm. I didn't think they were going to do that. And I'm just like, I don't know the significance of any of this. There's just a lot yeah, of I sand. I have no idea what I'm getting into. <laughs> uh, I should talk to my mom about it. She's read Dune. Um she likes Dune, but uh, if you've read Dune, um, give us your opinions. Tweet at us, please, because we want to. Hashtag GOGcast. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Joe's read Dune. Yeah, he has. Thank you, Joe. That's yes. that's he needs that's... to talk about it. Well, he mentioned it before, like he quoted like uh-huh. the book a couple yeah, times when we exactly. originally talked about it. Exactly, he would be something about spice. Episode. The spice must flow. Oh yeah, flow. the must spice. And okay, then... but I also read that wasn't even in like the original Dune book. That was in like it was one probably of the in the movie. I don't know. Or the sequel. When the movie comes been. out, maybe we'll, we'll tap him. And then uh, it's clue. the slow knife that kills Special because guest. the whole knife and the shield thing, part of the, the way they do combat. So there's like, yeah. there's quotes I understood automatically when I read the book. Yeah, or but it definitely, it definitely looks interesting for sure. And I, mm-hmm. I it looks like a lot of money has gone into it. It looks like a, yeah. a lot of money mm-hmm. in actors, like really good actors. Um, in outfits, in uh, environment, in, you know, lots of stuff. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the trailer, check it out, even if you never read the book. Because we never read it in the show. It's not like that you know. sci-fi movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Um, they did really bad. Not it was really Valerian. pretty. Valerian? Valerian. Or, Hopefully the one you watched? It was so bad you forgot about it. Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> you wrote the, the Bible study on it terrible it was difficult <laughs> it was be so... so sad if there's so much hype going up for dune and it turned out like that that'd be so sad i, I mean there was a lot of hype for valyrian that's true and it was it was a comic right yes yeah. oh, i dropped gosh, it dang it. bad trash i don't know man zendaya's in some <laughs> pretty good stuff if she's in it it's yeah. probably fine <laughs> jason momoa's in it Jason yeah. Momoa's in like it, Jason and Momoa. Oscar, uh, Oscar Isaac. what's his face from Star Wars is in it. Yep. Yeah. So, the main character, Paul. I don't remember the actor's name. I've seen him in a Netflix movie. He needs to be Robin in, like, a Batman thing. He'd hmm. be perfect for Robin. Call hmm. Robert Pattinson. He's got that smug kid look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> cool. That's our yeah. movie news. Cool, we'll get into the TV news then. LJ, what have you been watching? Cobra Kai. How is it? It's flipping amazing. It's good. Yeah. Like, it, That's it's so one of those weird. things. Why? It's, yeah, it, it has no right to be almost. like So they do this thing where they kind of flip the script in a lot of ways, which is funny because there's like a part of the show that feels 
like very much like, hey, this is actually what we're trying to do when they say that when they say flip the script in the show. Um, but so the idea is that uh, Johnny's not such a bad guy and Daniel might kind of be. Um, <laughs> so it, it's more it's deeper than that, though. It's deeper than like, hey, we're switching roles, uh, which I find fascinating. Uh, it's it's and the karate kid is kind of a whiny brat in the movies. Yeah, that's true. Um, I remember. I think it's the third one. I don't even know if it's canon at that point. But he's like, I want to learn is. how to sweep. And Miyagi's is. like, Let me, uh, let me show you how to sweep with a broom. And he's like, No, that's not what I meant. You know it. And then he stomps off. And I'm like, Man, you need to, you know, yeah, learn that, things at this point. That movie's canon. There are references to even Karate Kid Three. Um, that's cool. Which I watched all of them a couple like a year or two ago because this had come out on YouTube and. Uh, I had never watched it, uh, but it's really good. They're, the characters are deep, and they ha- have quite an arc, every one of them. And you know, there's, like, newer characters, kids involved, and kind of like... I don't really know how to explain it without spoiling it, but Johnny's a much deeper character. He's got a lot of problems, um, but it's very much trying to be, like, a redemptive arc kind of thing. But Daniel is—he's uh, got some issues too. He's now a big shot car salesman, and he's kind of a smug punk in, in some ways, which I guess he kind of always was in a way. Yeah. Um, but it really—I—I I love the way this is written. It can be kind of cheesy sometimes because there are moments where, like, I mean, even, even yeah, even in the original movies, it's like they break out into fights in random spots, you know, like. So it's just one of those things where I, I put it on Twitter. I'm like, this is basically like a beat 'em up game, but it's a movie, like <laughs> where everybody just fights in random spots. Uh, but I like it. It's really good. I'm waiting on season three. I binged season one and two in like the course of four days, and they're only twenty something minute episodes, so like like standard television. But that's what I feel like. That's what makes them easily bingeable. But it's also really well written. Uh, I, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Cool. So, yes, I, I love it. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Shelly? Uh, I watched two things. I watched an episode of a show called Unwell, which is hmm. on Netflix. Um, and I only watched one episode, but basically... The whole series is about like exploring fads and, and diets and... Um, yeah, mostly like fads that in relation to health. Um, mm. That, and, and just like kind of taking a mostly non-biased view of it, uh, and, and explaining like pros and cons and things like that. And um, so basically, my friends were telling me about how and uh, the essential oils episode about this crazy oh. family, and they're just like, "Gosh, dude, I hate them!" And I'm just like, "Now you make me want to watch the episode." So we just watched the episode together. Um, so yeah, I watched this episode on essential oils and I felt, I feel very educated. I, I know way more about essential oils than I did before. Um, but I don't know, man, it's just crazy how like, cause they show, they show different like families, they show different people. And it was really cool because it, like talked about like a, the aromatherapy aspect of essential oils and talked about like, you know, people who ingest essential oils. Um, and then they talk about MLMs like an extensive amount, which was like very cool and interesting because, well, I don't know if cool is the right word. I knew MLMs were bad 
I didn't think they were that bad. This episode of uh, 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 multi-level is... marketing, like oh, multi-level okay. mar- like a pyramid scheme. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like when someone invites you to their to, to their Mary Kay party on Facebook, that's a pyramid <laughs> scheme. But I, there's I a mean, couple of them I, I know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like that's so big for essential oils that wow. the industry, like the entire industry, is essentially based off of it, and it's actually disgusting and terrifying. I highly recommend anyone watch this episode because it's it was just super, super interesting. And also just made me really frustrated because all of the, like, really crazy, like, essential oil ingesting people who are like, essential oils that answers to everything. They're, like, religious folks. They're, like, Christians. And I'm just like, like, Oof, there's one guy who's like, a- <laughs> I think essential oils are, like, the best thing ever. I, when I was, like, 18... I was super unwell. I was well. That's the name of the show. I was super. I was in. I was an addict. I was very depressed. I was in a really bad place. And then I had a spiritual awakening, and I became a Christian. And all of those things, like I got free from all of them. And I'm like, hey, yeah, snaps for that. That's awesome. And then he said. Then he goes on to say, like, man, they spill. They spill out the perfume on Jesus's feet. Those are essential oils. Essential oils is in the Bible, bringing healing. And I'm like. Huh? Ooh, oh yeah man. because it wasn't literally jesus's spit healing people no they were essential oils so um oh was, my gosh it was it was frustrating oh. to watch it was very frustrating to watch like this this family who's like oh like, man they don't sell essential oils they sell lessons um expensive lessons on how to take care of yourself with essential oils and he's basically like, we're helping, we're doing God's work. We're helping the world with our $77 lessons. You just oh give gosh. up Starbucks for a couple of weeks and so you can afford our lessons. And this is more important than anything else. If you have welfare, you can totally afford this. And oh, that's it's just bad. honestly extremely upsetting. Um, and then they go to a prosperity gospel church and it's just like, oh, what? so very yeah, insightful. That is um, quite a topic I even know and have connections with so i'm just like oh my gosh i can go on about it but i just oh, really man. frustrated i was just like why is it always the, yeah why is it always christians man making us look all sad and crazy i'm like you're so close right <laughs> you're so close you admit that jesus is our is the healer you, you admit that that you're free from your addictions and you're free from all these things through the power <laughs> of jesus and i'm like yes yes lord yes and then you go be like, oh, but that's not really important. Essential oils are what's important. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Gosh, dang it. So anyway, <laughs> that's my little mini rants. I love this rant. It's okay. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Let's... I, I'll probably watch more episodes of this show because it's, it's honestly very interesting and super well done. But um, if you're if you're at all interested in like essential oils or like the MLM um, businesses behind essential oils. Uh, I would highly recommend watching this. It's again, it's like a, it's a Netflix long episode. So it's like almost an hour, um, but it was really interesting. It sounds um, like there's other topics it tackles mm-hmm. as well, which might be interesting to look exactly. into. Yeah. I know there's one that's like on like a hallucinogenic uh, and there's, there's other ones. I don't know all of the topics, but, and um, it's, it was just very interesting. That's all. Hmm. Um, but with the other oh. thing I've watched, very different topic. 
Uh, my friends and I st- are, and friends and I started watching the Persona Five anime because we nice. can't get enough of Persona Five apparently, and there's a dub on Funimation, so we got the free trial and we're watching cool. that, and um, we're honestly really enjoying it. If you've never played the game, it's the most confusing anime ever. They just throw everything at you. It's very similar to the game, um, which is awesome. It's really cool. Like it's basically, it literally, is like you're watching the game. Like there's anime cutscenes in the game. It's just yeah. that, but longer. Um, and so we all That's really cool. dig it. And it's like all the original um, voice actors too, except oh cool. Like there's a couple characters that are different, but like all the main characters are the same, which is awesome. Um, so if you if you played Persona Five, like you might like it. Um, I I'm really digging it, watching it with friends. Uh, but. It's not something I would ever recommend to anyone who hasn't played the game. It's just wild. It doesn't make any sense. It throws everything at you in like two <laughs> seconds. So we're going to hopefully um, finish that within our month trial. So. Cool. Yeah, that's what Thanks. we've been watching. Sweet. I haven't really watched anything. I was like, I watched a bunch of stuff, but then I realized just Final Fantasy VII cutscenes. <laughs> um, I'll be doing that like all week. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so... I literally thought that I was watching TV that I was like, I haven't watched anything. Um, <laughs> that's it. We'll go to the TV news. Uh, we'll, we'll start with my favorite show. Walking Dead is legitimately probably my favorite TV show. Um, I'm trying to think on air or otherwise. I think it's, it's my favorite show of all time. Um, I really liked that you know walking dead as a whole is this like supposed to be this post-apocalyptic zombie thing um but like if you're not into horror it's still very much about the people that are alive it's like kind of how they interact and sometimes you forget that there's even zombies in the show (laughs) because it's so much more about um people at their core people are are. the real zombies yeah the real monsters yes um the keanu meme it's like what if (laughs) Yeah, my one of my favorite characters. I don't, not to like completely reminisce the show. We course after another day, but one of my favorite characters is Herschel. Uh, he died a long time ago, in the in the. Mm-hmm. Well, he, I think he died in real life too. He did. Well, that's, that's sad. I think I in the last co- in the last couple of years, I think actually. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Uh, he died in the show a long time ago, mm-hmm. and he was definitely my favorite because he was this. He was this farmer. And he was a Christian guy, but he wasn't like a preacher or anything. Uh, they have a preacher now. He's not as good. Um, but he was always giving these biblical like truths throughout the show. He was kind, kind of, of the that. only sane one. Yeah, it was like he was teaching parables almost in a way about the world around them. It was really, really cool. Um, one of my favorite things is Rick is kind of going off the deep end a long time ago. And uh, Herschel goes, he's like, oh, I, I can't come back from this. And he goes, you always get to come back. And he's like, no matter where you've been, you get to come back. Um, and it was always like, ah, oh, that's such a cool biblical imagery. Uh, anyways, really love the show. It's had its ups and downs. It was very boring for a little while. It's definitely come back in the last two seasons or so. Uh, maybe three seasons. I would say when Negan got back, it got really interesting again. Uh, it is canceled. Very sad. We will mm. get um, this finale coming up October 3rd, I think. And then uh, we're going to get one more extended season uh, next year into 2022. Mm. So there's a little bit more of Walking Dead. It's not like 
cut off no more forget it they still have the movie coming out and they have a bunch of other shows that they've been in development um they're still that milking that cash cow yeah and then after this uh comes to like they announced that they're canceling this and also announced that there's two more spinoff shows coming up uh one of them that i'll probably stick with just because it'll be the closest to what i'm watching and i don't watch anything else like i watch walking dead i don't watch fear the walking dead or anything like that mm-hmm. um and that is going to be rick no not rick it'll be daryl and carol uh, i don't <laughs> know if that's gonna be the title of it but it's gonna be those characters i kind of hope it's daryl and carol <laughs> um i'm gonna... fine with that <laughs> yeah. uh, they're probably the two coolest characters in the show um carol is gonna have some like figuring life out to do if she's gonna be in a spinoff show uh where she currently stands she's got some character development to go um With but that flowers. would be probably what i follow the most and then there's an anthology spinoff coming out and um i might watch that if it's walking dead characters i think that would be really cool to kind of expand this world um and get these little like glimpses into these characters lives um Ooh, i don't know if i'd watch that one every week it might just be depending on i was characters. thinking with the anthology they could totally do some like lee and clementine from like the telltale games yeah definitely oh that'd be cool uh, i would watch that i'm hoping that it's not just like random characters we've never met before right uh, that would be kind of boring like maybe like side stories episode, i'm gonna watch negan's episode um so we'll see and then of course rick uh there's uh, whispers that he might be uh, whispers show <laughs> reference um there are whispers that he might be back for the last season we'll see oh. what happens but he's obviously got his movie coming out um so we'll get, at least get that uh, and then there's that beyond the walking dead or whatever it's called it's a sequel way into the future of the walking dead um where they have like school and stuff and everything seems pretty normal Seems like a teenage. Sounds like the light half of 2020 right now. Yeah. Everything (laughs) seems normal, but it's not. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Probably not going to watch that. I don't know. Rick might have more to do with that show, and that intrigues me, but it just depends (laughs) on how closely he's involved. Anyways, I'm sad. End of an era. It's been like 10 years. This will be. It'll be 11 seasons in total. I was still in high school when I think that show came out. Yeah. Dang. I I watched it late. I think I was I came in on the fourth season. Um and I watched the entire season myself, the first season, by myself, um while my wife was working. And then she came home and I rewatched it. Because I was like, No, <laughs> you need to know what's going on. We're gonna watch the show. <laughs> cool. But I couldn't put it down back then. It was it stuck with me. Um, yeah, I'm sad to see it go. Something that I'm sad to see is a thing, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care that much. Is uh, <laughs> Joe Exotic TV show is moving forward at Amazon. Especially. Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's actually Nicolas happening. Cage. Nicolas Cage is That's going to so be weird. Joe Exotic. That's so weird. <laughs> It's going to have an origin story for Joe Exotic, how he became uh, his crazy self. So, so like the Joker? I guess so. <laughs> Very similarly, I guess. Uh, and it's based off a article, an article that came out um, about the zoo itself. So I don't, I've never read the article, and I don't know um, how much detail they're going to be pulling from that. But I guess that's what it's inspired by. 
so Joe Exotic origin story, completely made up, uh, and made for TV. It's kind of ironic that Joe Exotic is also in a cage right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage. Cage. Uh, that one was a stretch, but I had to do yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I was like, eh, I'll connect the dots, I guess, for you. <laughs> it's a thing. I don't know. I'll probably watch it. I have Amazon Prime. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. I'm intrigued. That's I really that's just, just about as weird as uh, Carol Baskin being in Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's a thing that's happening. <laughs> that's also a thing. Jeez. We live in a weird world. They better... The first song she does better be Eye of the Tiger. Just saying. It should be a Joe Exotic country song. Oh, that would be great, too. He's got his own original music that he definitely sang himself and didn't hire professionals to do for him. Here, kitty kitty. (laughs) (laughs) That would be it. Uh, That would be the one. The one where he's talking about her... Killed her husband. That should be the song. Yes, that should be it. <laughs> I'm sure she's all over that. Uh, and then the last thing, coming to CBS All Access. Um, this is kind of cool. LJ, you read Console Wars last year, right? I, I have not read the book. I read another one. I read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, which was a Jason okay. J- uh, Schreier thing. Okay. Uh, so this documentary is called Console Wars, and I am assuming that it's the same as... Uh, they didn't mention the book at all, which there's a whole book written on console wars. It's Sega versus Nintendo. Um, and this documentary is about the same thing. So I don't I don't know if maybe they didn't uh, mention it because they're maybe interviewing separate people for it. Um, I know console wars was more of a um, historical look at it. And I don't think it was very like interview heavy, whereas right. this is going to the people um, that were part of the console wars and actually talking to them. Yeah. Um. So I'm definitely intrigued. I love video game documentaries. Netflix had a slew of them for a little while. They have a new then... one, isn't it? Called like High Score or something? Yeah, High Score. I haven't seen um, it yet. I haven't either, and I want to. I remember watching the one that the guy that did Super Meat Boy did. Indie movie. Or it was called like Indie yeah. Game Movie or something. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out and there was another documentary around the same time. Yep. Uh, and I really enjoyed them, and I wanted more of them. There weren't more; like they just don't exist. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for this kind of thing. Yeah, CBS All Access. I don't have, but I'm sure I can get a free trial for it. Yeah, uh, Sega. I think did we say it was between Sega and Nintendo? Because that's what the book. Yes. Was. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think we've ever reported on this on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure I'd seen talks of this like a while back, like that this was a in the works or something so okay i'm pretty sure that it's related if it's not then oh well <laughs> i'll have to look deeper yeah. into it cool idea, I, at the very least is the same conversation yeah uh, same topic um i just don't know how closely related it is to the people that wrote the book right uh, but it'll be interesting i mean that was a very cutthroat era um there's a trailer for it out if you want to watch the trailer kind of shows just how cutthroat things were sega uh, does what nintendo don't baby yeah <laughs> they were talking about just in the trailer itself about uh, they blew up balloons of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then Nintendo was literally like popping on video for a commercial, popping the balloons to deflate the Sonic the Hedgehog character. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, to say that uh, 
So it, it sounds like the two are good. related, at least the book and the show. Okay. Yeah, they were very vicious towards each other. So it's <laughs> it'll be interesting. It's definitely a different world now, where you have Xbox and Nintendo playing together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's crazy how things have changed. Mm-hmm. Time for Sega to come back. I think we need a Dreamcast too. I want to say yes, that would be legit, but I don't think it would be. <laughs> Whatever happened to Atari? Oh, their out? little flashback console thing that we talked about? Yeah, I want to look that up after. Sorry, Mm-mm. podcast <laughs> listeners, you're not going to get an answer. That was a good tangent, but... Uh, yeah, I'm I, curious Something now. did happen related to that, so... I, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I wouldn't buy a Dreamcast. Oh, I, think that I loved the cool, Dreamcast. But the Wii U was the Dreamcast in a lot of ways. I'm just happy my love for Sega gets to live on through my nephew now because I turned him into a Sonic fan through the movie. So that's cool. My life is complete. The Wii U had a had a screen in the controller like Dreamcast. Uh, it didn't do very Kinda. well like the Dreamcast. True. It's had a lot of similarities. Nintendo did what Sega did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this should be coming out soon. I can't remember the exact thing, but. Uh, the trailer for it is in the show notes. Cool. CBS All Access. We do have a question before we end the podcast. Ninja from Discord asks us the question, what do you guys think about the ethics of game emulation? Oof. Obviously, emulating a game just to avoid paying for it is wrong. But what about for game preservation? Or playing a game that isn't being sold anymore or never came out in your region in the first place? Um, so I guess we'll go point by point um i think yeah. agree emulation for uh to avoid paying is wrong yes correct. oh yeah that's pirate that's piracy correct yeah um i guess is the easiest one game preservation i think i'm total in agreement with um i think museums and there is a museum it's not mm. a museum but there's a uh, an organization working on emulations to keep yeah record of all video games yeah and and so um, that's where it gets iffy because the, you know they they do have re-releases, but there's so many other games that are locked on older platforms that we'll never see again because they're like licensed or whatever. And so, right, like I didn't think Scott if, Pilgrim vs. the World would ever be playable again. Yes, I, yeah, that was awesome news. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's crazy, and it's like there needs to be some way that you know some some more streamlined way I think uh, that can be done. As far as game preservation goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think preservation is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think um, preservation is a good thing as well. Yeah. And I guess we're talking about not preservation for your own sake, but preservation. For the games. Um, for for the games. Yeah. 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 So like a historical, not your personal collection, but like a I historical would, collection. There's I an organization still... out there that is preserving that we think that's good. Yes. I forget what it's called at the moment, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a certain one that comes to mind too for me. Uh, playing a game that isn't being sold anymore. Um, I think you can still buy the game probably. Uh, if it's digital, on, it's a little on Amazon or eBay. Yeah, you can go to a buyback games or something. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some Maybe games game that. Side, but... mm, I think of like 
Fire Emblem games like Path of Radiance that you're not gonna be able to buy anywhere unless you pay those for are like expensive. over a hundred dollars on eBay. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. still want to play those games. And honestly, none of that money is going to Nintendo anyway. So that's true. I'm personally that's true. fine with that. <laughs> that's that's my okay. thing where I'm like, yeah, if that none of that money is going back to the original creators anyway, um, and you're just giving your money to scalpers, like, why would you do that? in my opinion but that's, that's true yeah. yeah that's a good point i think it, it, you have to be like yeah definitely be careful and like look at your options first um yeah because it's true that there's probably Nintendo's a lot fault. of old games that are in like yeah like game scops uh, mm-hmm. or game and trades um but there's some games like that that literally don't aren't sold anywhere except for mm-hmm. by scalpers so nintendo just needs a virtual console at all yeah <laughs> and it's like i have the feeling that for people who play again like think of like path of radiance um or radiant dawn if those like those are the same people the people who play those emulators are the same people who if they if those games were really released on switch they would 100 percent put money on to buy it 100 oh yeah like they they are in it for the love of the game and not for um saving money really yeah never came out in your region in the first place um i think you should buy the game and then find one of those fan copies that LJ was talking about before the show uh, okay. that uh, translates it for you. That's what uh, Derek did with uh, one of the Trails games. Uh, Derek Thompson, our board member, he um, mm-hmm. he bought a uh, copy of, uh, of like, I forget, on it was like PlayAge or something, but he bought a copy and he downloaded our fan translation or something like that. So I think yeah. that's good. But then uh, you also get into the, to the issue of, you know, like, where you know like where are you buying these games from who are you buying them from and stuff and some of these like uh like i think of like shelly like his, his example is like fire emblem there's all those older ones that like i don't think they'll ever sell anywhere again they'll never yeah, you'll like, never see them Boy's anywhere games Elwood's games like and there's dozens of fan translations of those right so it's just like there's got to be a way to have access to those or something like and not you know have to worry about yeah, whether like, you're questioning your morals kind of a thing i honestly think that sort of it's very connected with game preservation and um them not yes. being sold because once like i yes. played roy's games i played Hollywood games um and those games were not released in the u.s or roy's game at least was not released in the u.s maybe Hollywood's was but it's not it's not getting sold anymore anymore because it's just like an old gba game um and there's tons of fans translations out there um so i think like I think again, it's it's less of like a. Oh, it was only. I don't know. I think it's a mix with all of them, right? It's like you're preserving this game, your experience of this game that was only released in this other region, and like mm-hmm. people fans translate it because they want to be able to share that with other cultures and other people who, mm-hmm. you know, don't speak Japanese or whatever language. So personally, mm-hmm. I'm also okay with that. I do think it's a little bit weird. If you're trying to do that for a game that just came out, because at that point I'm like, I don't yes. know if you're doing that because of the region locked or because you you're mm-hmm. trying to save money. I think it's 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 mm-hmm. a has to be a long wait type thing, at least in my eyes. It's like, oh, this one yeah. game that came out. Like I, I I watched a video um fairly recently about the Starly games and how only one of them there was like four games, um, but only one was released in the U.S. Um, but there's like three other games and they're all like very fun, but you're never going to be able to play them in the U S um, unless mm-hmm. you 
get an emulator. So, I don't know. Um, so, but I don't know. Before, I, I guess before we go, I do want to say, like, you know, if that stuff, like, it's a huge gray area. It's, you know, Definitely. it's not black and white, unfortunately. And I would say, like... Yeah, those are just our opinions on it. Yeah, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're spiritually convicted in, in that area to be, like, you know, that you want to do things the legit way, then by all means do that um, as, as much as you can. Um, I wouldn't say, and, and I wouldn't say we're necessarily, like... I don't know, not that we're like, we're not encouraging you to go download a ROM from some sketchy website or, and and that's the whole other conversation is there's ways to dump that stuff, but then even like some of that software is kind of not like technically like sound either, like as far as like, you know, dumping particular games, like especially like GameCube games and things like that, like it's not easy it's not that easy to jump this podcast any minute dude yeah it's like we want him back and he's like talk about anything i sleep and then and then we talk about emulators real crap well yeah it's it's interesting morgan is very uh strongly got his mind on emulators Mm -hmm. well yeah and and so that's where i'm i guess that's where i'm at is if you're the way to do it isn't to go to some sketchy website and just download dozens of these roms that you yeah, can just play at your will honestly that's dangerous um, for you too if you're always on these yes. websites if you don't know what you're doing you even then if you can acquire a copy of the game at all somehow then yeah it's cool like i have a copy of spider-man 2 on gamecube i don't have a gamecube so it would be okay for me to probably get that on my machine somehow um and then you get into the whole thing about, like, licensed, you know, who owns the license as far as, like, physical and digital. We we had a big, long conversation about this in the gaming chat a couple weeks ago. And I don't know. I just, I would encourage people to, like, you know, it's kind of like with any content we cover. You know, it's to, you know, question, you know, search your heart and, you know, search your spiritual, you know, walk and, you know, and uh, decide if that's something you really want to do or not, you know? Yeah. I think, so. kind of go with sh- like what Shelly was saying, I think the question that you should ask yourself uh, before deciding whether or not you're going to do that is, is this stealing from the creator? Yes. And if the answer is yes, then, you know, maybe think about it. If it's not stealing from the creator in any way, um, you know, they're not being impacted by the fact that you're playing it. Then, yeah. Um, and nine times out of ten, it usually is, but there are those specific occasions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it may not be. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll end the podcast there. Mm-hmm. Shelly, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bshellshock24. And I think we're going to start streaming again. Um, Daniel and I want to start streaming again on the Twitch team. I think we haven't decided on a day yet exactly. Um, might Ooh. do. Well,. We're recording on Monday. Might do tomorrow. I know no one's on Tuesdays, but um, we we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, LJ. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ. Uh, you can also uh, find me on the Twitch channel Twitch.tv/GeeksInterface. On Fridays, I'm currently playing through Luigi's Mansion Three. Cool. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Emmer. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye. Peace.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.